0: You are now listening to the Unshakable Health Podcast with Dr. Thomas Hemingway. All right, you may or may not know this, guys, but we got such amazing news. We are at right now with this episode 100 episodes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know if we'd get here. It's amazing. It's been about two and a half years in the making. We are, woo, <laughs> ah. This is an amazing time, and in fact, for the 100th episode, you're going to find out shortly, I have an incredible, beautiful, and very special guest. I'm going to wait until we get into the show for you to see who that may be, but it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Had so much fun recording the episode, recorded it live on Zoom, as well as Hopefully, you can catch it there as well. You can see our two beautiful faces. We are in the studio, back-to-back or face-to-face or whatever. Each got our own uh, mic and whatnot in the actual podcast studio. Well, it's kind of our spare bedroom, but hey, it does the job. In the studio, it's amazing. Can't wait to share that with you. But before I get into that, I wanted to thank you, each and every one of you, that make this possible because you're listening, you're loving it, you're sharing, you're subscribing And you're dropping a review. So amazing to see each and every one of your reviews. That is why I do what I do. It tickles my heart. I read each and every one of them. And uh, I am so grateful. And that's what gets the word out. Helps to move the needle. Helps other people to discover and to find us. So thank you in advance for doing that. If you haven't done it already, what are you doing? There's been hundreds of thousands of downloads and we need to get a few more reviews. Come on. So drop on over there to Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Scroll down to the bottom where it says write a review. Click on the little link and do so. Please, please, please let me know what you're loving, you're learning, and I will read each and every one, I promise you. It helps even more if you screenshot it, you tag me. I would love to shout you out. Ah, I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do. Oh, my goodness. So incredible. So, without further ado, we're going to get into this episode. And I hope that you'll enjoy the content. It's original, it's fun. You're going to learn some pretty cool, interesting facts <laughs> and just a lot of fun at the same time. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I hope you're already following me at Dr. Thomas Hemingway on Instagram, Dr. Thomas Hemingway, or Thomas Hemingway MD on Facebook, LinkedIn, Doc Hemingway on Twitter. Hop on over to my website where you'll find everything. Under the sun, with respect to awesome health, thomashemingway.com. You can find out about our Thrive community, which is incredible. You get to catch me live on Zooms, Q&As, chit-chats, lots of daily content, lots of camaraderie support. It's amazing. You can check it out over on my bio on Insta at the bottom there. The Thrive community will be there as well as on my website, thomashemingway.com. So without further ado, I'm going to let you... Just see how this rolls out. We have a very special guest. Indeed, it is my wife of 24 plus years, the Brooke Hemingway, who is expert in so many things in health and wellness and life and motherhood and entrepreneurship. She is a gifted human. I am madly in love with her, literally, the love of my life for a quarter century. We've been together over 25 years and you're going to get a little bit of the ins and outs and nuance and how it came to be and how we're still going full throttle in our relationship. So let's get into it. All right. This is kind of a fun episode today for you guys. I figured it's the 100th episode. Why not do it with my one and only true love? (laughs) We've been talking about doing one for a while and we figured why not do it on the 100th? So this is the special bonus 100th episode, and you have Brooke Hemingway joining us on the podcast. <laughs> <It's so> special! <laughs> you better. It's amazing. You are special. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure, and it's going to be fun. We have a little chat that we're going to do uh, with you, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about all things marriage, relationships hours, we're going to get a little personal and we're not perfect as you'll soon find out. So yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, we hope it's helpful for you. So we yeah, to-
1: I, I told him, I said, Hey, you could do a podcast on healthy relationships, right? Cause healthy relationships doesn't mean perfect relationships. It just means healthy. Like you're working through things, you're working on it. It's solid and steady. And I know your show is all about health. So this is a little departure, but without healthy relationships, you don't really have that great of a quality of life and, uh, and your life can be shorter, right? So I
0: I wouldn't say it's a departure. Come on, give give it, give it some credit. I, this is an all things health podcast. Actually, when you think about relationships, this is kind of the, um, I think one of those things that for whatever reason, it's not talked about enough and it is a super strong predictor, not only of your happiness, like mm-hmm. right now and the here and now, but also in your longevity. Yeah. In fact, uh, I was recently chatting with a few specialists in this area, Dr. Judd Brewer, he's a neuroscientist. And we talked about the power of relationships, um, talked about uh, lots of things, but that was one of the, one of the things that, that's come up. And he studied this just with great detail. And yeah. so it's, it's worthwhile. It's uh, actually one of the key factors, I really think, in not only your immediate quality of life, because mm-hmm. I think it's often said the quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. And yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts right here. Like this is this is the woman I, I get the <laughs> pleasure to spend my life with and uh, every day with, which is a lot of fun. And yeah, so... <laughs>
1: every day we're in each other's space, like literally all day. Neither one of us goes to
0: work. We do. And we do a lot of work, but we do a lot of it from home right now at this point in our lives. So it's, uh, I might be in one room and she might be up the stairs in another room, or we could be in the same room or the same kitchen or the same living space or whatever, but uh, We actually
1: do it well. I think a lot of people think they wouldn't like it. Um, And I have a lot of people say like, man, how do you handle that? Like, how do you handle being around your husband all the time? And I'm like, I actually really like it. I'm kind of weird like that. And I also really like our kids and we're around half of our kids all the time because half of them are homeschooled and half of them go to school. But we really like dig our kids. Our kids are really rad. And so I don't know. I think if you build a life and relationships um, that you love and that are sustainable, you can totally be around each other. You could do business together you can raise kids together, all the things. So we actually like it.
0: (laughs) It works for us. And, uh, you know, um, I don't think it's ever been, I mean, there might've been a little bit of growing pain, but I don't, I don't really feel like it was ever really hard. I don't think we ever hated it. Um, I don't think we get tired of each other. I mean, I might be yesterday. I was down here in in my podcast studio and Brooke is joining me today. She was upstairs most of the day yesterday. And so we, may have seen each other a few times during the day, but yeah. it's kind of like we were in our own separate office spaces. I, yeah, I literally banged out five hours of podcasting and she was cranking away on lots of work upstairs. She did mm-hmm. a live, uh, you know, discussion with coaching. her group, a coaching call, all kinds of awesome stuff. And we, you know, it, it works for us. Our kids are just yeah. next door, you know, in the living room, they were working on either college or homeschool or whatever that is for them. And, I feel like it's not, we like each other. I think that's what what makes them. We have a lot
1: of experience, right? (laughs) So, uh, so we've been married by the time this podcast comes out over 24 years and, uh, and have known each other for 25 years. So we've had a lot of time to get to know each other and to become best friends and to really understand each other and how we work best. And, Um, And so maybe we should talk about how we met. I always say (laughs) that I was the girl with the really long hair in a ponytail running down the side of the highway, because that's how Thomas pretty much
0: um, uh, I I knew of her, but I didn't know her. We hadn't Mm -hmm. met. We had seen each other. Well, maybe she hadn't seen me. I was probably one of a dozen surfer guys with longer blonde hair and whatnot. But uh, I knew who she was because she was always running down the highway. She was a runner. She ran actually for our college, right? Our uh, track. Uh, One well, I guess we had uh, cross, country. cross country. We didn't have track. I but am we not had a, cross a big country.
1: fast runner, but <laughs> I do like to run, right? But, but yeah, we had a mutual friend that Uh, ran cross country with me. And he's like, hey, you got to meet this girl, Brooke. Like, I think she could keep up with you because if you know Thomas, he's, when I met him, he would surf, rock climb, mountain bike and hike all in the same day in Hawaii. And so his friend Jim was like, hey, you got to meet Brooke because like she's super active, fit, energetic and she might be able to keep up with you. And I am proud to say that like 25 years in, I could probably kick your butt.
0: Well, it depends on the activity, but if you're speaking of Orange Theory Fitness, which is uh, her specialty, yes, she would absolutely crush me. Although, we have done a couple of classes together, and I recall the one that we did, the typical standard class, we've done some kind of corollary, like... uh, February 14th, kind of Valentine's classes, which yep. might have been a little different. And we actually won that competition. There was like a couple's competition. We're a little
1: bit competitive.
0: We're maybe a slight bit competitive, but check it out. We were probably the oldest couple in the group, right? I'm coming up on 50. Brooks just a couple of years behind. And yeah. I think we were the oldest couple in the group. There were like 20-ish couples. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody who goes to Orange Theory is pretty much crushing it. And so yeah, yeah. We, we crushed it because of Brooke. I can't say that <laughs> I would have crushed it without her because she crushes Orange Theory and I am trying to keep up. But, you know, put us both on mountain bikes or surfboards right. or whatever else and we'll be tow, you know, we'll, we'll be right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we had that friend that introduced us and neither one of us really like to talk on the phone that much. So he
0: talking on the phone, (laughs) I, I really hate it. I'm like
1: maybe three to five minutes. I don't know. I just can't stand it. It feels like a waste of time or it's just like not really connected. He'll tell you like, I'm the worst at talking on the phone. Like I love you, but like, I gotta like really, really want to talk on the phone to be on the phone. So Jim gives him my phone number and we end up talking for like an hour and a half. And we set up a date to go hiking the next day. Our first date was the going to The very hiking. next day. Because he had to day. challenge me. I didn't me. waste time. Well, he had, <laughs> he had to see if I could like keep up with him, you know, like all his muscles and whatnot. He had to see if I could keep up. So we went for this hike to this like beautiful waterfall in Hawaii. And I always tell people that he fell head over heels for me because he (laughs) went, he jumped in the pool of water, went swimming, came out and fell flat on his face. And I was like, yep, this guy's mine. (laughs) But no, like it was, I did. I literally did slip and
0: fall and pretty much did a face plant. That's the truth. And she was the only one that got to see it, but now, you know, (laughs) too. So maybe a couple of people know, but
1: (laughs) yeah, but it was like easy connection. Like I, that's what I would say is like that first time we talked on the phone, it was just super easy. Um, connection and conversation, and we basically spent almost every single day together. After that, we were really active in our dating, and I think that was smart. Like I think when you're you're dating someone, you got to be who you are um, when you're forming a relationship with someone. And so he was really active, and I was really active, and. And we just were who we were because you got to find somebody that, you know, you, know, they don't, you don't have to like the exact same things, but if you don't have anything in common, it's going to be a lot harder. So we had some great things in common, but it was just like really pretty frictionless until you dumped me.
0: I never dumped her. Come on.
1: Yeah, you did. Well,
0: here's the thing. We <laughs> dated for a few months and yes, we were pretty much together all day long. We, we lived only about maybe... half a mile away. We both lived On on the north shore of Hawaii on some beautiful coastline, not far from the university we were attending. And we had... In the day we had these little cheesy cruiser bikes mm-hmm. and I used to bike over to her house. I had a car too but she didn't like to ride in it much because it was full of it cockroaches. It had cockroaches
1: <laughs> like this big. And besides
0: the cockroaches it was uh, what we call in a, a rust hole bucket. in the bottom. So you could see the highway beneath you as you would drive along. It was probably yeah, I may not put my kids in that car but it was yeah. it was just standard. The for line for me
1: was when a cockroach this big <laughs> Crawled up my leg. I never again put my legs on the on the floor Sorry. of that car. So when people are like, "Oh, you married a doctor," I'm like,
0: "She married a very rich doctor who no. had a car that you could. It was like Flintstones, like legit. You could see the ground." I married <laughs> you know, a roach Okay, know, the Flintstones. I'm married for
1: love, baby, <laughs> not money.
0: Yeah. So we we were together pretty much nonstop. We we made meals together. I mean, you get to see all parts of a person when you cook together, you clean together, you study together, you hike together, you go to the beach. We actually had this ritual, which I would highly encourage. We don't get the chance very often anymore, but we would walk, what was it about an hour or so? Yeah. We would walk from one stretch Mm -hmm. of the beach. We lived kind of on this half moon bay that was, uh, you know, maybe a couple of miles and Mm -hmm. we would walk to one end, we would turn around and walk back. And You're forced to converse, right? You just talk. Like, what else are you going to do? So, we literally (laughs) would talk for maybe it was an hour, maybe it was an hour and a half. I forget. But uh, we did that at least once, maybe twice a week. And it was kind of like our time to just whatever, talk about life. I mean, we talked about kids. We said, maximum if we did, we'd have four kids. I don't know what happened. We have six, (laughs) but that's another story. Um, but we connected and then it came up to be, you know, naturally the school has a break over the holidays, Mm -hmm. over Christmas,
1: four months in,
0: four months in, I don't know how many months, but I think, yeah, we started in August or so, but four months in, um, I was going to be visiting my mom and some friends of mine that lived in Utah. And there might've been another girl that I might've had a crush on some point in my life. And I might've wanted to see her just, just to see, because, you know. Just so, to make sure. Just to make sure I was really, uh, you know, I was really sold on Brooke, which I think I was. But, you know, you got to I think it was great to get that figured out before we got married. Right. So yes. we maybe took a quick pause for maybe a day or a few days. Uh, well, it was like,
1: yeah, it was like I got to see about a girl. And I was like, OK, you seem like you're totally fine with this girl right here. But you still want to smooch me. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah, took it took a short pause but maybe but like we, two weeks, two weeks yeah. and then I came to Utah. I happened to come to Utah that Christmas. I'm not from Utah, but we came out for to visit some family and do snow play and stuff and he went and saw about a girl and didn't feel a darn thing <laughs> well there wasn't, was not there yeah, was nothing wasn't. there and he called me up and I was <laughs> like, uh-huh I knew I knew you were gonna be coming she already back. knew this was I gonna knew happen it. because I was she like, was planning
0: to drive literally guys from mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Yep to utah which is not like a jump in the car and you do it in a couple hours kind of thing yeah like this is a what 20 hour ish or more i don't know yep. super long drive i made the
1: trip <laughs> made the trip it was 24 hours wow That's how long it is so anyway the rest is history he kissed, <laughs> he kissed me at a frozen waterfall and it was like sparks it and,
0: was uh really <gasps> cold outside but for some weird reason neither one of us feel felt cold and, and it was sub-zero it was literally a bridal veil falls if you guys are familiar with the area by uh, sundance yep we had some sort of magic happen there that night and yeah we were fully clothed and just kissing but it, it was magic <laughs> <laughs> we both still remember it and we were both really warm despite the sub-zero temperatures and that was, that was I'm the beginning of we
1: fully the
0: last 20. Okay. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't be right. It was like below mean, zero. That's outside. a really
1: important detail. Who
0: wouldn't want to be fully clothed. Right. Anyway, details, so, details. So, th-
1: so that's how we, <laughs> that's how we met. And then we got engaged like in April. And then I went out of the country for six weeks to China. And then we got married, like, I don't know, two or three weeks after I got back, it was pretty fast. So we did not Have a long dating period, not even a year, from the time we met to the time we were married. Ten months, ten, maybe eleven months. Um, But we spent a lot of time together, and like he said, we we took a lot of walks. We had a lot of talks and conversation. And but we actually still do that today. I often talk about how my husband takes me for walks, like
0: walking I'm, dog, like I'm the dog. I guess she takes me for a walk. Mm-hmm, and I go I'm like, you got to
1: take me for a walk. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like really? Like, I was thinking about
0: going to bed right
1: now. No, he never says no.
0: <laughs> he never says
1: no to me. And it can be like 10 degrees outside in the winter. And we get like all bundled up and we go for a walk sometimes for an hour or more, but like that time to communicate and be unplugged has been super, super important. And I think in this world where we're so distracted and we're both very busy with what we do and with six kids um, it's really easy to lose connection and to not be communicating. And it happens very, very subtly. It's never something that just happens out of the blue. And so I think that conscious effort to take walks and talk I mean, number one, it's great for your health, right? But number two, like you're not at home, stuck figuring out work problems or kid problems. Like you are taking yourself out of the situation. And we've been doing that like from the beginning. Well, except for those years, you worked 5 million hours a week. Yeah, we've
0: definitely been better at it the last several years. And it's made, I feel like it's made a big difference. You know, we've been married... Now, Brooke says by the time the podcast comes out, well, it doesn't matter. We've already been married 24 years. years. Like, Mm -hmm. whenever the podcast comes out, which hopefully will be soon, it'll be closer to 25 years. At least we've been together now 25 years. 25 years. Because we met around the fall of uh, this time, 25 years ago, which is crazy to think about. But this thing of the connection, um, I think it's so important because the path of least resistance is to kind of wane in the connection. We have so many distractions, right? We got our phones that are that you're beeping and buzzing and you know, we both have lots of work that we conduct via the phone nowadays and yeah. just so many things. I think even before even when we did have our sort of couples time, before we were we've always had, you know, connection, but there were times where it ebbed and flowed, right? When yeah. I was working 100 hours a week in the hospital, yeah. I would come home at night and we would sit on the couch together, but we were both exhausted. We would just kind of sit and watch TV. And that was great. We yeah. might have you know, been cuddling or whatever under a blanket, but we didn't have the same kind of we talking. talking and connection that way. And there was some distraction because there was a TV involved. So yeah. there's definitely been ebb and flow. We don't by any means have the perfect relationship, but when we have focused, I think on that real connection, which is without the devices, without the TV. And we just talk like do that really simple, simple thing. Yeah. I feel like it's been really helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Like, especially like women, we always want to talk (laughs) We just want to talk about things, and like you're so great at humoring me, like when I want to talk it's for true. an hour, at like 10 it's o'clock true. at night. But <laughs> but no, it's been good because you're able to to talk with me as well, and that was definitely a learned skill because I don't think we necessarily came from that. But we didn't have any kids for eight years, so we had our first kid eight years into being married, a lot of people are like, what's, what's up? Are you guys going to have kids? And I was always like, it's none of your business. Like
0: (laughs) it was not the cultural thing. I know mm -hmm. for many of you, it may be, but in the environment in which we were in, Mm -hmm. most people were getting married and having children. Yeah. We went through the college years, you know, the medical school years, The residency years, that was, you know, nearly a decade and still no kids. And I think we were.
1: It was a conscious choice. Yeah,
0: it was what was right for us. And we're grateful that that we did that because for us, it worked well because we got to connect with one another, build our relationship. I think, you know, for some people, it works to have kids right away. And we're fine with that. Whatever works for, for you is great. Yeah. But for us, I feel like it was best and... Well, I think
1: you just have to ask yourself why, because yeah. I remember about four years into being married, I was like, let's have a baby. Let's have a baby. And I think it was honestly just because I was like, okay, well, what's next? I'm bored <laughs> and I have this hole to fill and you're gone all the time. So maybe let's bring a baby into this. Like that's ever a really great idea. But I, I remember it was like putting a lot of pressure on you and it was really, um, not something you wanted to do. We went to therapy that one year in Hawaii. It's the only time we've gone to therapy. I think therapy is like a real
0: formal, you know. We went to
1: formal marriage therapy. And I just realized like me putting pressure on him to do something I wanted would not be healthy for our relationship. And I think a lot of times we do this either unconsciously or consciously, we punish somebody if they don't want to do what we want to do, or we keep trying to convince them to do something that we want them to do. And I, I think it's like such a gift that I I developed that wisdom through going to therapy to be like, you know what, I'm going to lay this to rest. I'm not going to push the baby thing because he's not ready. And it's not really something that he has the capacity to take on right now because he was just starting residency. And because of that, you know, waiting, I ended up going back to school, getting a second degree as a nurse and then ended up working as an ICU nurse. And then finally, like in our seventh year, last year of his residency, we kind of just had this discussion, and it was sort of like, I mean, either we're going to have kids or not. And it wasn't like either one of us were like, we are so ready for babies. Like, I I actually have never been that way. I love family. <laughs> not the
0: gaga over babies. No, <laughs> my ovaries never
1: hurt. Um, I never was a babysitter growing up. I didn't have this yearning for babies. But I love family. I love my family. I love him. And to me, like having children is about building something together and creating something together and having that, that family. And so it was kind of like, well, I mean, you know, you're finishing residency. So really it wasn't this like heart tug. It was sort of more of like a logical discussion. And he agreed. I, I'm yeah. not really sure how excited he was, but he, he was like, okay, yeah, I can be on board with that because I'm going to make more than like you know, $5 an hour as a resident, I'm going to have a real job. So I'm going to be able to support a family and we got pregnant right away. And, and we were in Mexico with family and i was feeling so sick and he i think was like, she might have Uh-oh. punched me
0: i think there's a story where she no, no, no really that was second
1: baby that was Uh-oh. second baby okay we went to the is it farmacia uh,
0: the farmacia we went to the
1: farmacia in mexico uh. we picked up a pregnancy test and found a bathroom somewhere i peed on a stick and found out in mexico that there was a little hemingway in there so that that was baby number one baby number two i got pregnant like when number one was nine months old and I was not wanting to be pregnant. We had, right you know,
0: we went through all those, those challenges, right? The growing pains of having oh a gosh. newborn. He happened to be actually really colicky. And there were nights where <laughs> she and I literally were going to pull our hair out, yeah. each other's hair out, his hair out, except for he didn't have he didn't very have much hair. hair. <laughs> and it was one of these little, they call them, baby. yeah, <laughs> peludos or just not very much uh, hair. And, um, uh, yeah it was rough, you know, like I considered doing that thing where you put them on top of the dryer and it kind of vibrates them or whatever. Um, but yeah, we, anyway, he knocked me up again and I was like
1: nine months postpartum and I peed on a stick and I threw it at him because I was like, and I think I said,
0: this is like legit. I, yeah. Uh, Like, like in the movies. Yeah.
1: And then Elijah was born and he had a stroke, um, about seven hours after he was born, which, resulted in 48 apneic seizures and a life flight to Oahu. And he was in the ICU for almost two weeks. And that was really scary um, because here we have a baby that's, you know, not quite a year and a half and then have another one and have this serious um, condition. But I'm so grateful for this foundation of friendship and communication and like being in it together that we had. So that when that came up, it was like, it was devastating and it was difficult but also i feel like both of us went straight into like solution mode we're like okay what are we going to do you know and and how are we going to get through this and we stayed at my brother's house he's got it. he at the time had an apartment literally right next to the kids hospital, the children's hospital in Honolulu. And we stayed there, slept on a mattress on his floor. When we
0: did sleep. Most of the time we were actually sitting in a plastic chair. Next Every to two
1: hours I went to the hospital bedside
0: of our little baby who yeah. was not doing that well. And uh, yeah. but, but yeah, I think that was really important that we had that foundation already. It yep. wasn't those kind of trying times can either even bring you closer, closer together, mm-hmm. or you just want to run away from yeah. the whole craziness because it was, it was wild. And I think as medical professionals, knowing that our baby just had a massive stroke and half of his brain was, was out with mm-hmm. the stroke. It was like, Oh my gosh, what, yeah. what does that look like for the future? But because we had that solid foundation of nearly 10 years of marriage prior to that, I feel like we yeah. were better prepared for that mm-hmm. kind of challenge. And yeah.
1: we totally crushed it.
0: It worked out. It worked and, out. It and now fine. he's
1: 14 and he's in an college and kid. composing music. Um, so you know super
0: brilliant. You know, he's <laughs> definitely has out. some deficits in certain ways, but he's very, very, very high functioning. And he's yeah. an amazing kid. Super talented. And what a blessing he is I know. too we she could was. give the
1: whole life story here. Like we're, it's amazing. We're, ta- but okay, <laughs> we're not going to talk all about our kids. We have a lot of them. And so then it just kept happening. Like we kept having kids. So we got to number four and I was like, Ooh, I think there's a fifth. Let's try for a girl. We had a girl and, was
0: like, and he was like,
1: world? okay, we're good. And I was like, oh, but what about a sister for her? And he agreed. Like another I bonus, she so got two, two bonus, with you. bonus
0: babies. Uh, yeah. So we got the two girls, which I'm so. So grateful we got six.
1: For. So <laughs> so how? I'm sure a lot of people wonder this. Like I know when a lot of people are are around us, and I've heard people say this, and they watch us. They're like, I can tell you guys really love each other. Like you really love each other. Um, your connection is real. Um, you're attracted to each other. We're very attracted to each other. And um, like, how does that happen when you are, when you have six kids and you've <laughs> about been married all those little
0: people, don't they get in the way you've or, been married uh, <laughs> for so long, like 25 years together. <laughs>
1: what's the, yeah. what's, what's the key to you? Do you think to that?
0: The key is um, the little things done consistently. It sounds really cheesy and lame, but, but honestly, it's the day-to-day. If you find a few moments to chat and connect each day, and you know that you have that deep love for one another and that it's reciprocated. And there's times where Brooke was up here. I can't even see my hand way off the screen on a plane up here. And I was down here and we weren't exactly meeting up. But when each individual does their best to be their best self and, you know, it works out. <laughs> yeah. It works out when you know that you're committed. We've always yeah. had this deep, I think, commitment from yeah. the beginning and so we've never really questioned that part there's been ebb and flow and everything else with the six kids in the mix and lots of work hours and things like that but we've had that i think good solid foundation and commitment to one another and yeah. and we've never really i think fortunately doubted that or or struggled with that part you know there's definitely hard yeah. days and we yell at each other occasionally. Um, our, our kids <laughs> have rarely, seen that but once it does in a while. Happen. It's not common, but it. we're normal people. I think know? it's
1: actually okay. I think your yeah. kids need to see conflict and they also need to see resolution and they need to see love and they also need to see struggle. I think that's normal. And I think a lot of parents try to shield their kids from that. Um, and they, in the process, are also shoving their own emotions and struggles down. I don't think that's healthy in raising kids at all. But I think a couple of things have helped us to keep... Our relationship strong and to keep us connected and to keep us in love. I think one of the most important things, and you know, if you're already in a relationship, hopefully you've figured this out. But if you're in a relationship, not married yet, trying to figure this out, is do you have similar values? And I'm not talking even about religion. I'm just talking about values. Are do you value the same things? Like we value commitment, we value loyalty, we value fidelity. We value trust. Um, you know, we value connection. We value family. So we have the same values. So you know, we might be a little bit off, but because we share the same values and we're moving in the same direction, we're more united. And so, even when problems come up or struggles come up, at our core. We share the same values and that's made us really strong. I think the second thing, just like being super, super practical. um, And it's also something that drives me nut, is, is parents that are martyrs. Like they are Mm -hmm. martyrs to their kids and they never, they never invest the same amount of time in their relationship that they invest in what kind of shoes their kids wear or helping their kids with their <laughs> or homework. Or making and
0: sure their kids have their day filled from eight to six with from school to soccer right. practice, to ballet, to piano, to this club or that club. And nothing. then there's nothing for them. They get nothing. And yeah. not to sound selfish because it's not selfish. If you respect yourself and each other and have that, I look at it as integrity, right? You want mm-hmm. to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And if you're going to be able to really give to them and to the world, I mean, I know it sounds cheesy, but you got to fill your cup first. You got to yeah. put your oxygen mask on. You got to be in the right frame of mind to be able to then share and give and be the best yeah. version of yourself. And so we've always done things throughout our entire marriage, even before we had kids, like when we oh, were yeah. in the middle in the, the throes Med of medical school. school, which was super gnarly. Yeah. Um, we always took the time to take weekends off together. We literally had zero money. We would go camping, we so like
1: poor. not even
0: the camping where you went to a campground and paid 20 bucks and did that. We paid zero bucks and we put our backpacks on and we would hike a half a mile off the road so we could camp for free. I mean, we might've had to pay for the entrance to the park. I think we had an annual pass. It was like 25 bucks. Well, to we would like pass. camp
1: for free but... for two nights. <laughs> And then on the third night, it would be like a treat, we went to this like $50 bed and breakfast, and we would go there so we could shower and eat because it would feed us breakfast but yeah we were getting away. And we were investing in our relationship even before we had kids because he would be at med school and residency and all that stuff from like sun up to sundown and. And the only time that I would really feel like I got from him like undisturbed is when we did that. And so it's something that we still do to this day. And, you know, I've been criticized uh, about it at times by people that I love, but it's not necessary and it's not something that has to be done. And isn't it a little bit extreme to get away with your husband again? And I, I just like, (laughs) I think that's insanity to think that way. And all I can say is I plan to be married to him forever. And I don't just plan to be married to him forever, like happily married, like wanting to be married, Not just because I made a commitment in a church or before a judge or anything like. If I'm going to be in a relationship, I want to love the relationship. And in order to keep a relationship fun, to keep it energetic, to stay connected, you can't just be doing the same thing all the time. So even if you're in a place where you're like, we don't have money, we can't go on these fancy trips. You go on. Okay, great. Is, there, the a thing is, there, a is right. there a mountain? Is there a lake? Is <laughs> there is there a campground? Is there an ocean? Is there something you can drive to? Like there is something you can do instead of being like, well, must be nice because that's what we all do. We all do it in all areas of our life, but it doesn't serve you to say, must be nice. I wish I could do that. What helps you as a couple is what can we do? Like, what can we do? And that's what we started doing back in 1998 when we got married and had nothing. It's like, what can we do to have a solid relationship? And so we unapologetically get away two to three times a year. And sometimes for an extra little night here or two nights there, he took me away to Florida for three nights last month, because I think he could tell I was going to need a break and, and it's what I needed. But like those little things, it's like rocket fuel for your relationship. You can never invest too much in your relationship, right? Like If it's two committed people, I'm talking about two committed people that love each other, that want to work on the relationship. I'm not talking about one person's dragging the other person along. They're not really committed. That's a whole different story. But if you are in a committed relationship and you want to take it to the next level, not just like average, okay, we raise the kids and then they go to college and we don't even know each other. Like if you don't want that kind of life, you got to invest heavily in your relationship, and we're like best friends, and I love our kids, but I know we're going to have so much fun when they're grown.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's we have a lot of fun with them, and mm-hmm. we do tons together. But I remember, you know, those days of just Brooke and I camping, or we took up together rock climbing, which neither of us were expert at, but like we legit were doing what's called traditional climbing, where you got nothing other than the gear in your backpack, trusting yourself to put these little nuts, they're trusting called their cams, into these little cracks. And if you fall, which she actually witnessed a fall that I had one time, and it mm-hmm. was like, thank goodness that stuff works if you place it right. But we, we did novel, new, exciting things together. And, and that's another thing. Um, don't do the same stuff always. Like If it's go every Friday night and you go on a date and watch a movie and go to dinner, that's great and i'm not knocking that but i mix mean, it up sometimes too. It a little Dolphin, bit different.
1: <laughs> i'm i'm the only exception is the Honolulu. we do Dolphin. like to eat
0: one particular restaurant Shout when we're to back the home on it's uh i i laugh because we know the server really well and she she's been that's
1: date night on literally she's
0: like is this about the hundredth time you've been here and no joke it's <laughs> probably true but you know when it comes to food we know what we like and so I want to I want to talk to that I
1: want to speak to that as well. Like I um, I I've, I've thought a lot about this. Like, how do you keep your marriage alive? Um, stay interested and stay interesting. Stay interested in the other person, in what their dreams are, what they're creating, what they're doing. Uh, cheer them on, be proud of them, allow them to grow, allow them to expand into other areas. Like even Thomas, like you know, not working in a traditional ER, you know, 80 hours a week and shifting into real, you know, functional integrative medicine, podcasting, writing a book, that was a big shift. And I could have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. I am comfortable with the setup here. I am comfortable with my lifestyle and you just being a traditional doctor, but I could see that that wasn't helping him to grow and it wasn't making him happy and that really wasn't his zone of genius and where he was meant to be and so i supported him in his interests and so you know be interested in them in their growth in their path and be interesting i think a lot of people wonder like why isn't my partner uh you know paying a lot of attention to me or like why do things kind of feel kind of dead or why are they, why have we lost that spark well I mean if and and by staying interesting I'm not meaning like you got to get all weird and stuff. Uh, what I'm saying is like are you learning? Change
0: your haircut every other week, are you the growing? color of your hair, like yeah. you don't have to do that. Are anything. you are yeah,
1: <laughs> are you learning? Are you growing? Are you evolving? Are you do you have something in your life that you're passionate about? Because if you're passionate about something like, for example, I'm passionate about coaching. I'm passionate about alignment, helping women. I'm passionate about gut health. I'm passionate about all these things. I've chosen to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to choose to do that. But are you passionate about something? And does that passion bring energy and interest into your marriage? If not, figure out what's something you could be passionate about. Go learn something. Invest in personal growth. Change, develop, evolve. Because that actually keeps a marriage interesting and allow your partner to change as well. I think a lot yeah. of times we think we want things to stay the same, right? Well, we... it's
0: our it's our natural comfort zone, right? I think yeah. I don't know who said it first, but many people who I respect have said this that you can't truly grow and achieve that next level growth in your body, mind, spirit, your person, your being without a little bit of change, right? Yeah. A little bit of growth. You can't just stay, you know, the other quote is like, if nothing changes, then nothing will change, right? You have to make changes sometimes. And the cool thing is change can be fun. That's the only thing we know is certain in life. There will be some change. Why not make it something fun or exciting? I love to wake up in the morning and think today is the first day of the rest of my life. Like I'm excited about tomorrow and the next day and next year, because I'm learning new things. I'm growing. I get to see my partner. Brooke is in the last decade has taken on all different new things that she's been doing. And I'll be honest, when it first started happening, I was like crazy. Oh my goodness. Like I was, I was kind of comfortable with the status quo myself, but it wasn't nearly as fulfilling. I feel like now we're living a little bit more alive and awake and with passion and with, really a future outlook that's exciting. And so she mentioned this about each and every one of us can do that. But when you support your partner and what they do, not just like this, like, like passive yeah. where you're like, okay, well go ahead and do it, honey. That's nice. But if you actually get behind them and, and help propel whatever it is that they want to do, they can palp, you know, it's palpable. Yeah. They notice it, you know, yeah, it's not just like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with it, but Gosh, I really wish you would just right. be home every night and cook or, the dinner, or let's or she wait would until just this phase ends. Every yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, no, this, it's not this a thing. phase
1: will end, right? But <laughs> but real real true support is seeing your partner and and seeing their heart and seeing um, the the dreams that they have and supporting those dreams. And there's nothing more attractive than that either. I'll just say that it's like, you know, listen. If you're going to resist change, resist evolution, resist your partner growing, don't be surprised if there's some resistance or um you know some feelings there and i i just say like why be so afraid of change uh maybe it's going to be the best thing that ever happened in your marriage and i think it's the very best thing that ever happened in our marriage because when the lights are on inside of your heart and your head the lights are on in your relationship right and if the lights are out for one person they were out for a long time for me lots of depression lots of anxiety i also think that a lot of that came from lack of purpose i just didn't really have a lot of purpose outside of myself and doing dishes and feeding babies and making food, which is all worthwhile stuff, but I really didn't feel like I was using all of my talents and gifts. And so the lights were off. And when the lights were off inside of me, the lights were off in our relationship. So, you know, help your partner turn the lights on, support them, you know, figure out something that can help you to be more passionate and dive into that. Um, you know, share in intellectual intimacy. There's this thing called intellectual intimacy, where we have a lot of the same interests and passions <laughs> with health and gut health and root healing. And, and so we share that intellectual intimacy, intimacy, shared experience intimacy. That's the kind of intimacy where you're sharing experiences, whether it's like the rock climbing, he was saying, or um, new things you're going to learn together. I told him at some point, we're going to have to learn how to like dance, like, Maybe salsa well, dance.
0: she knows how to dance and I'm not salsa I'm not though. Not very skilled at it. But yeah, so the the learning new things is amazing. She she said something which made me kind of chuckle because when you share <laughs> ideas, somebody said this concept, I can't remember remember whom uh, but it was idea sex. And when you share ideas, I like love that. you both grow, right? Just like yeah. you can make a baby, right? Ideas when you share them <laughs> You both benefit and you can grow something beautiful and, and maybe you'll have some, and we're, sex. though we do have some, <laughs> I think similar, you know, similar interests, but we also have some very unique <laughs> yeah. interests. Some things that are super interesting to me are a little bit less interesting to her and vice versa. Yeah. And I think dang, that's cool because if we were exactly the same person, exactly as we were when we got married, it still might be cool, but not nearly as cool. Like growth is awesome. Growth you shouldn't is sexy. be afraid of it.
1: <laughs> Growth is sexy. I'm just going to say it. Growth is sexy. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up with what are, you're going to answer this and then I'll answer that. Answer it. That's real time. Right? I could
0: answer this and you answer that. Yes. What? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> you go, we're going to play this and that
1: you go first <laughs> and then I'll go. Okay. So what are the top three things you would suggest to couples to take their marriage or relationship to the next level?
0: the top three things gosh oh my goodness i wish i had this question beforehand come on i couldn't even prepare for it, it to you so top you gave it to me like all of five minutes before we started and i hadn't even read it yet but that's okay okay so top three things um one is there has to be some future outlook the way i look at it is when i look at brooke i want to be that couple walking on the beach, holding hands in our 80s, 90s. I say 100. She says she's not sure, but guys, I'm, I'm, I'm really surfing sold, till I'm 100. I'm living
1: till but 100. I
0: see ourselves still as that couple that... The younglings or whatever they're called, right? The earthlings, the younglings, they go, (laughs) look at that older couple. They're They're still holding hands and they still kiss one another. They're not walking, you know, two feet apart. Like they're literally still cuddling, holding hands, chitty chatty on the beach, snuggling. Like I think about the future like that. And I, I want that. So then I think, okay, that's my future self and her future self. I hope, which I think it is. What can we do to get there? Like, that's who I want to become, that person that's still madly in love, that still cares deeply about Brooke, my wife, and, and what can I do to get there? So daily, small steps, talking to her each day. And it might not be a long talk. Sometimes we're away from each other traveling. We'll do some quick communication some days and longer on other days. But we're always building that relationship. So having that consistency with your communication and it doesn't have to be anything structured. So that's the first thing is think about the person you want to be and the couple you want to be, and then make the steps that will get you there. And with that is I've learned how to listen a little bit better. Right. And I love that because a big part of communication is listening. And I'm a much better listener today than I was even a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'll be even better in the future. And the last part is making those moments happen where you have exciting memories to share, whether it be a hike or, you know, spontaneous stuff, you know, like you did when you were first dating, like keep dating. Yeah, You got to keep dating. Yeah. And that's exciting to me because it's awesome. It's fun. I love it. And you got to keep it, keep it interesting. Keep
1: it interesting. I love it. All love right. you, babe. Okay. my th- My three things. Okay. Um, the first thing I would say uh, is before you could be a really strong couple, you have well, not even before, but if you want to be a really strong couple, you have to do your own personal work. So, uh, you know, I'm not responsible for his happiness. He's not responsible for my happiness. I can't blame all of my problems on him. He can't blame all of his problems on me. And that ownership and, and accountability for our own growth and healing and work is 100% on us individually. We support each other in that um, and encourage each other in that. But it's it's a very real thing. If you want to have a fantastic relationship, you have to work on healing yourself because otherwise all the old triggers and all the old wounds just keep coming up and sabotaging your relationship. The second thing is um, just asking yourself, and this comes from the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I love this. He asked the question in the, in the book, um, how good can you stand it? how good can you stand it? And so, you know, like visualizing, like how good am I willing to stand it? Like how good can our relationship be? How good can I make our relationship? Um, And and that to me is just like, you know, seeing things through a positive lens, seeing, seeing things through a, a different perspective, because you can see things as either negative or positive. And the way that you view things will change the things that you view. Right. So what kind of lenses are you wearing? What kind of perspective uh, is he chewing too loud? And that's ticking you off so much that you're just going to like, I mean, I'm not saying that's the thing that's ever happened. Um, Maybe
0: just <laughs> um, once or twice. You know,
1: is he snoring and you're like, Oh my God, like, are you going to let that like ruin your relationship or are you going to change your perspective? And can you get yourself to a place where you're like, how good can I stand it? Like this is, this is going to be real good. And we're going to make it real good. Right. And then the third thing I would just say is, um, giving grace to each other. Just, just give each other a lot of grace. Like don't expect perfection. Um, if you're committed to somebody and you, you share values and you are faithful and loyal and all of those things, then it just requires a lot of grace and just, um, humility in knowing that you're not perfect. They're not perfect. And, uh, how beautiful, like I have that same vision too, like how beautiful it is at the end of your life. If you know you can look back and be like, wow, I built something for 70 years with this person, like seven, like in 70 years of marriage, I'll be 90. He married a baby, <laughs> but like, how beautiful is that? And you better believe that's going to take a lot of grace. So, um, so that's what we wanted to share with you today. And we are, we're super excited to share this on the hundredth episode. And we're excited to be venturing into doing a couples retreat. There's so much more that we could share and we're excited to share. And um, if that's something you want to check out, this is something we are going to be doing and stepping into as scared as we are. We're just going to step into it because for a lot of years, we were like, who are we to talk about relationships? And we're like, actually, we got a lot of experience, a lot of years, a lot of kids, a lot of stress, a lot of career changes, entrepreneurship. We have a lot to share and we're excited to do that. And our goal is to help elevate uh, incredible couples that are already committed to one another that have a good foundation, but they feel like it could be great. Like it could be bomb. Like it could be legendary. Like legendary love is what we're after legendary love. That's what, like, I look back on the story of our life and people are going to be talking about our legendary love, true
0: love and what story. we've created.
1: And we want to help other couples mm-hmm. do that. And we're going to do it in Costa Rica.
0: Yeah. Hope you'll join us. All right. Until next time. Aloha. Aloha. Oh, that was so much fun to have my wife in the studio. we're usually on separate levels of the house, but I got her front and center for one hour. It was awesome, and I'm so grateful to share it with you guys on my 100th episode. Are you excited? Woo! (laughs) Can't help myself. That was so much fun, and I hope you got value there. You know, we are going forward each and every day. We're certainly far from perfect, but we are doing it. We are committed. We are having a great time. We are growing, and we want that for you. And if you have an interest in joining us, I think there may be just a couple of spots left. It is almost nearly filled, but there are a couple of spots left. We will share one. I hope you can get one of those if you're interested and excited to join us for five days, five nights in Costa Rica Beautiful, beautiful Costa Rica. We've been to the locations of all the sites, the hotels, which are five stars. The service is incredible. And you're going to grow. You're going to be with us and other amazing coaches living, ah, just truly awake and alive and growing that relationship, taking it to the next level. We hope you'll join us. The link will be in the show notes. You can find it at brookehemingway.com. I'll also post the link in the show notes here as well. Because if you're feeling it and you want to move your relationship to the next level, we'd love to see you there. Until then, aloha.